Holy Spirit testimony is basically, yeah, there's a lot I don't know too. Um, there's a lot I can't explain and there's a lot I don't even really understand. So if you feel like that, then you're not alone and that's okay. Um, I did have a bunch of stories about like different spiritual gifts in my experience with them, which are great stories. So ask me about those some other time because I can't tell you them. Um, but what I will tell you is I have... So there have been times when I've had people pray for me to be filled with the Spirit and I felt nothing and I didn't really know what to do with that. Like, it was just kind of awkward and I was like, I don't know what's going on. So there was this one time. Um, I was at, I think it was Stonely, which is kind of like New Day, but it's for families, it's for any age, and they don't do it anymore, but they did when I was young. So I was in the kids' work, because all those were moons and moons ago. Um, when I was a kid, I was in the kids' work, because if you're growing up in the kids' no. Um, and uh, so I think I was like 10, and they did the thing from the front of, you know, put your hands out if you'd like to be filled with the Spirit. So I was like, I'd quite like to be filled with the Spirit. So I put my hands out like this, um, and I looked down because all the holy people seem to look down. So I'm like, I'm standing here like this, like, okay, now what? Um, and these people came and prayed for me, and I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't know if I was supposed to feel something or react in a certain way or... Like, they seemed to be expecting something from me, but I didn't really know what that was. So I just stood there like this for ages until they went away. Like, <laughs> I just waited for them to disappear. And eventually they did. And uh, if I could tell you my other stories, you would see that's a common theme uh, in my life. But we won't dwell on that. So, um, yeah, so that, that is, that's, like, not the only time that that is... That's not the only time that's happened to me. Like, it's, it's happened multiple times. Like, I just haven't really known what's going on, or I haven't felt anything and I just didn't really know what to do with it. Um, so I've, I've faked it sometimes. Like I've been in situations where everybody else in the room was laughing, like joy of the Holy Spirit laughing, not like an excellent banter laughing, although arguably it was the same thing. Um, but yeah, everybody around me was laughing and I wasn't laughing, so I would fake laugh because I felt so awkward being the only person who wasn't laughing. I was like, oh no, they're all going to know I'm not laughing and they're going to think that I'm like a sinner and ah. So I fake laughed. Um, I've also faked the shaking. So you may have noticed sometimes when people get filled with the spirit, their body does weird stuff. Um, I've developed this thing with my hand recently where it'll start doing this when I feel the spirit. As you can see, I can fake it quite well. So like, there have been times when, when I've just I've faked that because in church, the marker for cool is very, very different to in the rest of the world. So in church, <laughs> like, being cool means that you're super holy and you're full of the spirit and you're like falling over and screaming in tongues and stuff. <laughs> And I was like, I want to be cool. So, <laughs> so I've like, I've faked the whole body shake thing before because I'm like, I, I, I need to fit in here and everybody else is doing this thing and like, is this, am I broken that, I've, that I'm not experiencing this or whatever. Um, what I have learned, because luckily I have learned something and no longer fake laugh, apart from when you guys tell bad jokes. Um, so this, this, is, this is my conclusion. I am looking at you. This is my conclusion that being filled with the spirit is not actually a feelings thing, even though your feelings sometimes do get involved, just like it's not a body thing, even though your body does sometimes get involved. I think being filled with the spirit is a spirit thing. It's about your spirit and the spirit of God connecting and him doing stuff there and changing you there. And yeah, sometimes that does involve my feelings and yeah, sometimes that does involve my body because I'm a whole person and you can't really separate me out. But I've reached a point now where when someone prays for me to be filled with the spirit and I don't feel anything, which does happen to me a lot, so if that's you again and you've been thinking, oh no, then you're not alone, that's fine. Um, but I'm now at a point where if someone prays for me and I don't feel it, I'm like, it's kind of irrelevant. Like, I, I, I trust that God 
God is bigger than my feelings. You know, God is doing stuff even if I don't feel it. When I ask him to change my heart, when I ask him to help me with something, I trust that he does, um, even if I don't feel it. So, yeah, so uh, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, he's not an experience. I think this is the thing that I would, I'm wanting to tell you. Um, so I couldn't actually tell you the first time I was filled with the Spirit. I know some people have this, like, I've got a date in my diary, I remember when this happened, but I, like, I have no idea. It's more like it was a gradual realisation that being filled with the Spirit was just like a natural part of my life because I'm following Jesus and the Holy Spirit's in me and I'm asking him to change me and to make me more like Jesus and to teach me and to help me and he's doing those things and like we're doing life together. Like it's, it's not an experience, it's a relationship, it's a life together with him. Um, not just these like glory experiences that we have at New Day and Carry Forward, all those things are obviously him as well, uh, but it's, it's about the mundane and the everyday and just the plodding through life together, although it's a lot more fun than I just made that sound. Um, so Holy Spirit, he is my friend, he is my helper, and he is my comforter. When someone comes to me with a situation and I actually have the wisdom to know how to deal with it, that is the Holy Spirit giving me that wisdom, yeah? Or when I'm reading the Bible, and I see something in it of the love of God or the power of God or something new about God that I didn't see before, that is the Holy Spirit teaching me. Uh, when, I, yeah, when I feel like cutting corners at work and I'm like, I don't really want to do this properly, I could just not do that. Or A lot of my work involves testing courses and it's deadly boring and I have to test 10 versions of the same course in different languages and it's literally making sure the buttons do what they should and like making sure all the tests score correctly and stuff and it's, it's dull. And I'm like, they're basically copies of each other. I could just test one and assume the rest are fine. Uh, so when I want to do that, which is daily, um, and then I have these verses going through my head from the Bible about like doing everything as if you're working for the Lord, that is the Holy Spirit reminding me what I'm, how I'm called to live and helping me to live a holy life that actually pleases God. Uh, so he's not a force or a feeling or an explosion of laughter in a prayer meeting. He is in me and he is with me every moment, teaching me and correcting me and surprising me and blessing me. And what I already have is better than crazy, glory experiences. He's, he's my friend. Like, he makes me laugh. He says stuff, and I cackle. He's so funny. Or I'll be looking at something beautiful, and he will whisper to me that he was thinking of me when he made it. Like, yeah, it's good. Like, we have, we have a relationship. We have a friendship. We trust each other. Um, he's God in me. And so, yeah, there is a lot I don't understand. Um, and if you're in my small group, I will tell you some more of the stuff that I don't understand. We'll have great times going, I don't know. Uh, but I'm, I'm okay with that because I trust him as my friend. Uh, and I think I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Great. So next, uh, my little list. Here we have Neil. Neil. me. Mm-hmm. 
and like freaky people falling over backwards and sh screaming in tongues just made me go, ah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's just like, I, I don't know. I want to be able to say what I'm going to do and um, I don't want to look weird like that. So basically I just ran, I didn't run away because I was also embarrassed of like people thinking that I was scared, even though I was scared. But I'd just sort of sit there or stand there quietly whenever people asked if um, I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And um, this went on for quite some time until I got baptised. And But I, I know that actually the Spirit was working in my heart all of that time as well, which was why I'd to be baptised because actually if you're a Christian then you've got the spirit in you already just there's um, less everyday experience of that because that happens when you're filled with the spirit so when I got baptised I um, started in my own mind and uh, through reading the Bible mm. thinking more about what the spirit did and what actually being filled with him meant and he was speaking to me as well and that brought me to the realisation actually that um, this wasn't a question of control being filled with the spirit is actually becoming who God made you to be in the first place so it's more like it's not like you're losing something it's actually you're gaining something and also, like Ashley said earlier, it's actually a relationship. It's not like he takes you over and you become a puppet. It's like the Spirit speaks to you and then you choose to step out in obedience. And um, when I came, to, well, I didn't come to complete understanding of that, but I sort of understood it enough that I actually said, right, I do want to be filled with the Spirit and started inviting him in. But similar to Ashley, I couldn't give you a particular date or time when actually I was filled with the Spirit. I think it was like an ongoing process of drawing closer to him and be having a better relationship with him, which is still continuing to this day, basically. Um, and I've got a little... Um, had a picture when I was thinking about this which helps to explain a bit of what, where I'm coming from and it's basically if you get invited to a party and um, you, you go in, you go into the house and everyone's having a party around you um, but you sit under the table don't actually eat the food that's on the table on offer for you and stuff because you're kind of scared of it. That's a bit like um, being a Christian who is not filled with the Spirit. So you're you're saved already, you're in the party, but you're not actually enjoying the full relationship of um, the, and all of the blessings that are on offer to you from God because you're not eating the food, you're not chatting to the guests, you're not chatting to the host himself. So, um, so yeah, 
if if you have a similar uh, fear of being filled with the Spirit, then I would love to talk to you about it and pray with you at some point to come and ask me about it. really about the fact that so when we when we become a Christian one of the things that well when it's described it's kind of described like Quincy described it earlier is like turn away from your sin repent of your sin and you know and give your life to Jesus and so I became I don't even remember actually when I first became a Christian because I'm not sure there was necessarily a specific date, but um, over the years I've kind of grown in my relationship with God and actually in reality, yes, grown in relationship with the Holy Spirit, um, but sort of similar maybe to Neil and Ashley, not necessarily know a date when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, but really just um, particularly when I did Academy, which is like a... um, a thing that's run by Newground, which is like our white family of churches, and we'd go every month for a couple of days for like intensive theological teaching, and um, the spirit was just really, really always there and always working in our hearts, and I would, I would just have from the Holy Spirit just this, this real sense sometimes of. <clears throat> well, just of like how much of a sinner I was, which I don't know. You just don't when you when I when I heard about being filled with the Holy Spirit, you think of like the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, and you're like, I want some of that power. I want some of that fuzzy feelings. You just don't expect that to be like one of the Holy Spirit things but just I I come home and I just have this real sense of what a what a what a sinner I was and just how holy God was and how sort of like completely unworthy of him I was and of ever sort of being able to be good enough to be with him which which sounds awful and it would be awful if the Holy Spirit didn't also (laughs) acts as like the comforter and like the encourager and say no you're not you know God is really holy you are really sinful but Jesus died for you all of that has been taken away so yes the Holy Spirit was like pointing out sort of sins in my life that needed to be dealt with and I needed to turn away from and that that was really painful actually it still is quite painful you know just because, you know, God, 
God goes to work on you on one sin and you kind of think you've got it sorted and in, and in some ways you have because he kind of helps to work you through it. And then there's another one that, that he reveals, you know, but very gently, he doesn't kind of do it all at once, otherwise you'd be completely flawed. But just, just this whole this whole sense of sort of helping you to we call it we call it almost like being convicted of sin, don't we? So you, you it's like realizing that some of the things that you're that you're doing are simple. And one of the amazing things that I've found, kind of as I've grown as a Christian, is that you you want more and more to be holy like Jesus. You really do. And that desire is put in you by the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. And the kind of holy part of it, really, it makes you want to become holy. That's been my experience. And but also my experience has been that the Holy Spirit helps you kind of realise that wanting to come holy as well. So, yeah, that I just thought I'd talk to you about that because that was sort of a really interesting thing. Um, but also kind of the Holy Spirit as a guide. So a lot of the time I'm one of these people that feels like I should be doing stuff for people, especially stuff for God. So, I, you know, I want to pray for people, I want to share the gospel at work and... Um, I sort of pray for opportunities for that and then get frustrated when I feel like the Holy Spirit isn't giving me opportunities or, you know, other times I'll get an opportunity and I'll fluff it or something. And the, I just think it's, the, when it says the Holy Spirit is the comforter, one of the big comforting things is, like Neil said, like Ashley said, is that it just, it, it, it is being in a relationship with the Holy Spirit that is, the thing and being in a relationship with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit which is the thing and all of these things that the Holy Spirit does so all of the gifts of the Spirit all of the fruits of the Spirit all of the like the convicting and the encouraging and the comforting it's just all to help in your walk of obedience it's all to help you be obedient to what God has called you to do. Um, and like when you encourage someone else, that's encouraging them so that, you know, it helps them to remember who they are in, in Christ, that they're the son or daughter, and that it helps them to, it helps to encourage them to be obedient as well. So yeah, that's my main message. Um, my little story about the Holy Spirit, and that's that when I was saved, um, I was 18, it was like 12 years ago, like Neil, um, I encountered the Holy Spirit for the first time, and I laughed, and then Craig was next to me, and he was crying, and then when he started to laugh, I started to cry, and it was like, laugh, cry, cry, laugh, laugh, cry. Do you and, cry uh, or is the Holy no, 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 um, and Dale taught me all about the Holy Spirit. He taught me, he showed me the scriptures, and he said, Nathan, shh, didn't say that, but shush. Um, so 
And he said to me, look, this is what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that? And uh, I got this understanding, like some of the guys have said, that receiving the Holy Spirit is like going to the party and having a whale of a time, rather than going to the party and hiding under the table. And uh, the reason we're doing, one of the reasons we're doing this series is so that you can not live a life of ignorance about the Holy Spirit, but you can get a hold of the theology, so what the Bible says about him, but then also the experience. So then you've got two things. You've got evidence and experience for him. So... We are going to move into groups, uh, which Naomi has lovingly prepared for us. <laughs> Just going. Um, and Neil, obviously. And, um, and basically, I want you to think about this. I want you to think to yourself, ask yourself this question. Calvin, stop. Malcolm, stop. I want you to think about this. What is it for me that is perhaps holding me back from encountering the Holy Spirit to the maximum? to the full. What, what's the thing or things for me that are actually stopping me? Is it, is it that I'm a bit scared? Is it that I don't understand? Is it that I don't want to lose control? Is it that I'm just being disobedient? Or is it that I just don't know what's going on? Um, and, and discuss that with your group leader and perhaps ask them questions about what they've done. So here come the groups. Are you ready? I want you to move quickly because we've got sort of seven minutes left. Uh, Neil's group.